Good morning, everybody. Uh, before we get started, I'm just going to drink this. McDonald's, or if anyone connected is watching this, you know, this would be great to sponsor Sounds Like Autism. Bah, 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 bah. I'm loving it. You're loving it. Please sponsor us. I am loving it, Josh. I don't know about that. I'm hopeful, always hopeful with these corporate sponsors. I'm drinking a Dunkin' Donuts cold brew. Uh, you know, the grocery store stuff that you bring home and you put in the fridge. It's delicious. Again, sponsor us, Duncan. Not a sponsor yet, but yeah. what's up? You what's see, up? like, we are willing to be like Wayne's World, like what Dave showed. Like, mm-hmm. we, we, we have no shame in this area. We will be like, you know, we would never sell out. But if we did, we'd be drinking Gatorade or something. There's a, everything's got a price, Josh. Come on. Yeah. But I, cheer, cheers and good morning. Uh, it's 7 a.m. where I am, 8 a.m. where Josh is. Wait, 7 a.m. where you are? I thought it was 9 a.m. where he was. No, it's earlier here. But I love that because I'm an early bird. So yeah, moving, to, moving to Tennessee was cool because I, my, my work schedule kind of more lines up with everybody else's. So I work from like. If I work from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. here, that's 8 to 6 where you are, which is more what uh, more what more my coworkers do. But so that's pretty cool. But good morning, bro. How's everything? Good. What were you? How's life in Tennessee land? Everything is cool. Everything is cool. Working hard, working hard, concentrating on health and wellness and family. I'm excited that it's the fall. How do you feel in the fall? You like the fall? Well, it's my favorite season. Because yeah. I like, I'm sensitive to like extreme temperatures, so uh, fall is kind of like it's great. I love the temperature. I love seeing all the leaves fall, and also I just I love I love seeing the pumpkins and stuff around. So, um, yeah, I just I'm a big kid with that stuff. Yeah, man, for sure. I like it too. I like all the pumpkin flavored stuff, and I like oh yeah apple picking with the family, and I like Halloween. Um, there's also something else that happens in September. You're a sentimental guy. What just passed? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, like about a week ago or so, it was the two-year anniversary of our TEDx. Team sounds like autism's TEDx. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. Time is time's very flying, but that's weird that that it's been two years. I remember it like yesterday. That's it's kind of weird to be honest. Um, it makes me hey, wow. really sentimental to to look at those pictures, look at those throwbacks that come up on on that day. I mean, it was it was an incredible, incredible opportunity, and it's still being shown in college classrooms and high schools. And um, we knew that that would be you know something that would be we 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 kept on saying, yeah, we're recording it live under in front of hundreds of people, but it's going to be around, echoing through like the thousands, internet. five thousand, ten thousand plus people will be oh, eventually. Because of the scope, and I, again, I, I will never forget. I would, I think it was during lockdown or something, and I was not seeing this guy. I had no idea where he is from. I thought he was in some part of America, and we're talking, and he said, "Oh yeah, I saw your TEDx," and we're talking about, and um, like eventually, I'm like, "All right, man, I'm gonna go to bed because it's late where I am," and he's, I'm like, "All right, so you too?" I said, "Yeah, nah, man, it's like sunny here." I'm like, "Where are you?" And he said, "Sydney, Australia," and. I was like, wow. I mean, so to know that like something you and uh, did goes all the way there. It's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's insane in a good way. Um, and it definitely in a good way. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. So I, 
if anyone listening ever gets the chance, and if anyone neurodiverse, I just want to specify with this, ever gets the chance to do a TEDx, uh, I'd just like to say a couple of things. First of all, do it. Definitely do it. But um, only do it if you're willing to put in an insane amount of work. Um, sacrifice, give up time with your friends, give all that just to, to sit down, study, work. But if you're able, if you have the discipline to do that, definitely do it. It's going to be extremely hard to prepare, but it's totally worth it. So I, I just want to say, make sure that you have the proper amount of support. Your, your circle of support needs to be strong yeah, that's uh, for whether you're a neurodivergent person or not. We had an incredible producer who we talk about on this show too much, George. Um, yeah. Shout out to George. But, um, uh, you know, we gave TEDx Farmingdale, if you want to check it out. Um, it's, uh, it's called Be Selfish embrace neurodiversity and it's very special to us um and if you need advice uh as neurodivergent people um josh and i are both in that boat we are happy to help we can speak to that um so that being said what's what's new what's going on so i know um me me and you are collaborating on something that i'm really excited about starting tomorrow uh do you want to share what's going on well i'm going to become a certified screen printer from what's it called the american the, the american screen printing association it's a big yeah. deal yeah <clears throat> we have a, a grant program through the new york state department of labor um where we're getting certifications in different fields at um spectrum designs foundation and the nicholas center um so i'm leading that charge and i'm actually teaching the screen printing portion of the the certification for the screen printing mm-hmm. students, Dave, which is, the way you said it the way you said it, I felt like you're like General Patton when it's like I'm leading the charge, <laughs> like General Patton with the screen printing. <laughs> That's right. We look at you. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I mean, it's cool to to be involved in that kind of thing. That's so specific to Spectrum Designs and and you know the shop floor because I've been so far removed from that. Now geographically far removed from it, but um, also just I've been up to other things. So it's always cool to talk about the actual field of screen printing with eight new candidates to become certified screen printers. I'm really excited about that. So congratulations in advance. It's going to be some hard work, but we'll keep everyone up to date. Um, yeah, it, it's fun. Don't be nervous. It's going to be good. I'm not nervous. I, I, I like things that require self-discipline, um, like in the mental sense, because it, it challenges me and all the time I always end up growing from it. So I really, enjoy challenge um in that sense like genuinely and um so with that i just want to say like all the states we've been to it's It's been a challenge yeah i mean uh, virtually i want to emphasize virtually we're not getting on like a plane i'd love to but we're not getting on plane or train or whatever and going across america that will cost a lot of time and insane amount of money We'll have to get so, those Mickey D's and Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. look, I yeah, but we're totally like sell out to McDonald's or something if they <laughs> want to buy that, like the Ronald McDonald plane. I mean, sure, we'll take it. We'll like we'll do whatever you tell us to do. But and I'm not even joking with that part. I'm being serious. But um, with that being said, yeah. So we're doing it virtually. So again, I'm emphasize a virtual tour because some mm-hmm. people have asked, "Is it real?" No, virtual. But it's. I mean, I can't even like like. We've done so many states and it's me, just amazing. Yeah, let me actually bring up. So let me bring up the heat map here. Um, so here you go. Check this out. Wow. Well, yeah. See, like, it, that's incredible. 
that's really incredible. Yeah. I mean, and, like, and this and actually, and there's already an X there for, for today's state, which is Missouri. We're focusing on St. Louis, Missouri today. So um, I guess technically we've, we've checked that box off, which is exciting. Yeah. I mean, because you, you see like all throughout, I mean, the states, at least from my personal take of this little like journey we're doing, in different states are approaching certain ways. Obviously, you have different state governments, you have different stuff like that. But the mission, if it down to it's you like all the same. It's beneficial employment, giving people a sense of purpose and dignity, and that's extremely important. And again, I I grew up late nineties or two thousands. It was a totally different time. Back then, that, that if you were to go back then and say, tell them, oh, we're going to have this to start up in the country, no one would either A, believe you, or B, most likely no one would care. That's the thing. Because back then, you know, no, people really didn't, it wasn't as, it was not nearly as accepted. So it's someone from on the spectrum who grew up in that time period to see this. It's really, it's amazing because it's a to, like society's totally shifted in a way which back then was unfathomable. Mm-hmm. I remember one, for example, I remember one time I was in, uh, I'll never forget this, fourth grade, and uh, oh, the whole grade, not class, whole grade, stand up on this, um, these bleachers for this music choir concert photo, and they cut me out. I was the only student which they cut out in the whole grade. What? I never forget that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know, right? And uh, Nowadays, if that, that would never happen. That, that school will be on ABC, CNN, MSNBC. Well, things, things like that do happen every once in a while. And yes, they do. It, they, they are held very, very accountable for that. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for those sure. who do, I mean, like, you know, if that happens to you, all you need to do is seriously just go to your local newspaper or something and they'll, they'll run them. So, but now back in the day, it wasn't like that. And that was, I mean, 2002 or 2003. So it was a totally different world. But we've come so far. And we are going in such an amazing direction. It's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. All right. That being said, let's hit Missouri, man. Um, I'm really excited to have Todd Streff on, the executive director of the Skills Center. The Skills Center is a really cool organization to me because they're doing similar work to the Nicholas Center in that they're helping prepare people with autism and other differences for the workplace. Um, and, and, but there's, there are some really unique differences and that's the point of this tour to, to learn and to grow and to connect people and learn best practices and things like that. So we're thrilled to have, um, Todd on Josh, take it away. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Todd, for um, joining us today. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the skill center about yourself? Sure. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity, guys. The um, I'm Todd Streff. I'm the executive director of the Skills Center here in St. Louis. Came here in 2018 to launch the initiative we have here. Um, I think it's an interesting one in that um, I say we do it backwards here. We go out and find partners who have ongoing talent need, and then we source ex- you know directly to them. So we know what their needs are, and then we train exactly to those needs. So our folks are ahead of the curve, we say when they're ready to start in those positions. That is awesome. Yeah, it is so good to connect with you, Todd. Again, I know we were emailing and I said, um, you know, we have a lot in common and there's plenty to talk about here. Uh, so it, it's, it's great to connect. Thanks for being on. So um, why do you personally feel that programs such as the Skill Center are crucial um, to the neurodivergent population? 
I find that programs like ours and like what you guys do are, you know, extremely critical for our individuals um, in that we give them the opportunity, we give them a lot of, you know, trial or chances and kind of figuring it out in a safe environment where we can really, you know, make sure they have the confidence, we can work on those soft skills. But I find also, and our partners are starting to see the incredible talent uh, that our individuals have and what they bring to it. Um, nothing like telling an employer that our folks will be there probably twice as long um, as any other employee they have, and they're going to work, and they're going to get the job done. That, that's so very true. From someone especially who has received services, who have gotten help like that, it's absolutely critical and crucial. So you're doing great good work. And it's, good ama- work. it's amazing to see, you know, it's one thing to talk about it, but I think the people that are less connected to this and, and maybe don't have skin in the game don't understand the kind of impact that, that programs yeah. like yours ha- have every day. So thank you. It's huge. That being said, can you tell us about one victory or, or triumph in particular that you have witnessed at the Skills Center personally? Some of the, you know, every day is a victory here. I mean, it's just one of those places where you get to come to and you're just so excited about the work you get to do. But just had a recent um, experience with somebody who two years ago I presented at a conference and this individual was attending for their first ever disability conference and heard me present. Next thing I know, one month later, they're in our program and then move forward two years. He and I actually just spoke at that same conference. He gave his own um, you know, conference presentation for an hour and I gave you know one on another topic. So it was just kind of neat to see the evolution from his first conference He's two years at the job we placed him in, and now he's actually presenting at conferences. So that was just huge to see the growth in him in that matter of two years. That reminds me. That reminds me of you, Josh. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, and yeah, no, that that's truly amazing and remarkable. It really is the growth. Uh, but I must ask you now. With that being said, are you worried about your job? This individual gunning for your job now. <laughs> yeah. He kind of jokes about being after my job. He actually, um, where he's employed, he's actually told the vice president that he better watch out because he wants his job um, at that manufacturing plant. Uh, Maybe because he drives a little nicer car than I do, not sure. But um, he's actually referred to as the wire, or the Randy is referred to as the mayor of wire shelves over there. So he's got even a nice little following the folks over at that place and it's it's a big place i mean it's four million square feet where he works so he um, is pretty well known it's a pretty interesting story for him i have honestly never even heard of a building that big in my life four million square feet <laughs> that's indoor square feet so it would be equivalent to 73 football fields wow that's amazing like that's the size that's huge yeah for sure that being said, okay, tell us a little bit about all the research and thought and everything else that's gone into this um, program. Yeah, I mean, the research as far as going back, trying to find other companies that were having successes, figuring out what the, you know, the critical features were. And, um, you know, for me, I spent 20 years in the autism community, but at the pre-K to high school, you know, working on the educational side of things. So I saw a lot of um, students then I felt just weren't really being prepared for work. They were being prepared for other environments. So we spent a lot of research there on figuring out what are those skills we're going to need to teach them as they come out of schools. Plus also what are the skills that employers need um, 
we have a great resource in our community finding that, you know, probably yours as well, that soft skills is a huge issue. So that makes up a third of our curriculum here at the skills center. And then we go the other two thirds is really those hard skills. So there was a ton of research. Um, I'm a behavior analyst by training, so I'm pretty used to breaking down curriculum and figuring out what are those viable things that we need to do and putting it together in a you know pretty succinct training package. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm I'm familiar with some of those that those kind of logistics of researching and planning and developing a program. It was something so unique ten years ago when my company started, and now more and more people are taking their skill sets from special ed and other fields and and kind of saying, well, what's you know when the school bus stops coming, what's missing in the workplace, um, and and tr- kind of augmenting the world of work to make it work for people who think in all different ways, which is something that I need as well. Um, so it, it's really cool to hear um, that you know our our stories are similar in that way. Um, awesome, yeah, great, it's so cool to connect with you. Thank you. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about, about like the inner workings, the nuts and bolts, so to say, about this whole thing? Yeah, how does it actually work? Yeah, in case, like, let's say someone wants to start their own. Yeah, the interesting thing about our program, we have both a training, you know, program that I have, and then we have kind of the traditional, you know, placement through Voc Rehab. But the Skills Center in itself, the training program, is a unique opportunity in that, you know, we find those community partners that have an ongoing talent need. We go in their space, we kind of figure out what's the curriculum. We design it from there to meet their needs. Um, and then usually it's an eight week training program that comes out of that. So our folks uh, come Monday through Friday, three hours a day, one hour soft skills, two hours working on the hard skills. And then at the end of that 120 hours, the expectation is if they've passed the agreed upon coursework between the community partner and ourselves, then they are hired. Um, so literally they could graduate on a Friday and then start work at a Monday at that partner. So, you know, and we've had ongoing dialogue back and forth. The supervisors from that facility have been in our place, us and theirs. So we work on where's the best placement for them and the best supervisor to kind of meet those needs. So, you know, so at the end of eight weeks, they are being employed full-time in most situations by that community partner. They're getting the same benefits, same wages, same opportunities. Uh, we don't expect that there's a carve out for our people. They're there to do the job um, that's expected of them or anybody else that applies for that position. So that's where it changes a little bit from some of the others. Um, you know, the and then we do have the capability for up to six hours every month to provide that supported employment follow along. So that retention to make sure, hey, are they doing good? Are they getting promoted? Are there any concerns? Do we need to work with HR, any supervisors? You know, just to make sure that people are being successful on both sides. It's not just a one-way street. And it shouldn't be a one-way street. It never should with anyone uh, at work. Um, You know, employers should be working for employees just as much as employees should be working for employers, right? So uh, it's so important to be able to have those conversations and collaborate with community partners um, on these on these partnerships. Um, and it sounds like you're finding some really awesome partners uh, and huge ones, which is really cool and exciting for us uh, being at a at a small company. So that's that's neat. That's amazing. But I just I would like to know on behalf of like our listeners and stuff. Can you please explain a little bit more about how you prepare for the interview process? And the training process, because those are two things which can be extremely difficult and hard to like kind of master. 
So for us, when people come and they're interested in our program, let's say they want to go to one of our manufacturing partners, the way we found best to do it is we send them through all the pre-hiring up front. So they go get their drug screening, their background check, they go through HR, they take a tour of the plant just to make sure, is this somewhere I want to be? And we also want to make sure, do you have the capabilities? Are you going to pass everything? Because the last thing we want is for them to go through an eight-week training and feel confident they're going to get their job, only to find out that there might be something, you know, a medication or some physical issue or something going on. So we make sure that they are fully vetted through the hiring partner even before we start. And so they are, you know, if they start the class with us on day one, they are job ready, you know, for that facility as long as they pass and they complete those eight weeks and then they finish up any of the hiring process at the end, just all right, here's your date that you're going to start, here's your rate of pay, here's all your insurance, here's your time off. So they give them to all that information on graduation day and then we finalize it. So we try and make sure that people are successful from the start and that, you know, there isn't disappointment or frustration um, at the end. And we found that that's a very successful way that everybody kind of has a stake in the game at that point. That's awesome. That's different from what I've experienced in the past. And it, it, I'm taking a, a lesson from your playbook here. Um, very neat as someone who's speaking with big community partners right now about the possibility of, of some employment opportunities. This is it's a big deal, uh, what you're doing. Uh, I, I think that you feel that impact. I'm sure you do by, by being such a big part of it. Um, but what about the impact on the employer? So we've talked a little bit about success stories about the employee and how exciting your program is. But one, one huge piece of this is that historically, employers um, may not have been giving these opportunities to people. And I think that there's a lot of, um, you know, stigma and a lot of, um, you know, lack of understanding of the capabilities of, of people that think differently um, that, you know, but once you do um, successfully partner with an employer, what has the impact been on, on their business, on, on their opinions about this partnership? Can you speak to that a little bit? The impact for our partners has been kind of neat to see. I think some of them, you know, they were all in when they went. But once they start to see the impact that our people have just on the social aspect or just the retention rate, you know, people are coming, they're showing up for work and you know, kind of motivate a lot of the others. So I think that's been the neat part. We've got some that they can't get enough of our folks. I mean, they're like, when's the next class? And we have one that we pretty much set up um, on an ongoing two to three month cycle. So we'll source them about 20 to 30 people in a year. Um, during that time frame, and and they are here for all of the graduations. The, you know, we may have only five graduates because we don't host any more than five in a class. They'll bring 25 to 30 employees from their agency. They'll just shut it down, come on over, and you know they're part of the graduation process. So they are a fully committed partner, and so it's neat to see. They're like, you know, they're like when we first started, they were we're not sure what to expect, but now we see it's just a knockdown effect. Everybody is wanting to, you know, chime in in their morning meetings or be engaged. They're like, all right, if those folks can do it, what, you know, what's your reason for not stepping up? And so it really has changed their culture for a positive. And um, that's been great to see. But, you know, and we see that with our big providers, but we also see it with the small ones as well. They really, uh, you know, kind of raise the standards in every place that we've been in. That's truly amazing that, I mean, that, that's great. Like, you know, you're expand, expanding the mindset of folks. Like, 
neurodivergent and non-neurodivergent, it's that's pretty something. I mean, I feel that's kind of like an unintended positive consequence. And I use the word consequence because most people take consequence as a negative. It's not always negative. And that's an unintended positive consequence. So, so with that being said, if you could tell um, folks like employers, um, HR departments, uh, what's not about working folks like me, neurodivergent on the spectrum, what would that be from your experience you have so far? One of the things that's been cool, Dave, too, about the some of the partners is, you know, kind of when we have those discussions with them, um, all of a sudden they realize they have an internal need as well. They have employees who have, you know, kids or, you know, nieces and nephews or relation or neighbors. So they're starting to recruit for us. They're like, hey, we've got this, you know, neighbor. Um, we didn't think it'd be possible. We love our company. So can they go through the program? So it's neat to see how people within those companies after two years or three years of partnership are now rolling forward and they're, they're pushing our flyers out, letting people know when our next class is. And so we're getting, you know, so it's neat to see family is bringing their own family because just the, you know, how much they value the company they work for. Every time we reach out to a prospective partner, we're really just trying to, you know, get them to ask those tough questions. So I would say, when you say disability, that's like saying the color blue. We all have a different shade in mind. We all have a different idea of what disabled means. And, you know, so pretty much we knock that barrier down and say, we're sourcing you talent that can do the job. So are you wanting talent to kind of fill your vacancies? Um, you know, so let's kind of get to that punch right up front, you know, and then we tell them, our folks' retention rate is twice of what yours is. We're at 90 plus percent retention rate at the one year mark um, at some of these places that are struggling at 40%, maybe 50% at the three month spot. So we just kind of don't ask them a lot of questions. We just kind of put the statistics in front of them and hope those kind of speak for, you know, what we're doing and the outcomes that our folks are having at places like theirs. Wow, well, I, I agree, man. However, what about in this scenario? Like, so let's say I'm just getting out of high school or college. I'm on the spectrum, which I really am. Um, and uh, I'm feeling discouraged. Eh, you know, I can't find a job. Or this, or this isn't gonna be for me. This isn't. What would you tell them? Someone in again in your shoes. What would you tell that young individual? You know, sometimes after that 21 year, you know, leaves or 18 or whatever it is, and they're kind of frustrated or I hate to say sometimes that kind of that special ed life is built upon failures until you fail a number of times and you don't, you know, get additional steps. We, we bring a lot of those folks in. We're like, just come take a tour, you know, look at our training program. We just recently had a 22 year old come to our program and we're like, come on in, check it out. And at the end, we're like, what'd you think about it? He goes, I wanted to come in and I wanted to hate it. But he goes, I don't. He goes, I see it's a small environment. Everybody, you know, can ask questions. Nobody is meant to feel inferior. And he goes, you know, I, you know, the money isn't that big a thing, but, you know, I really like that it challenged me and you guys were okay with that. You know, it's okay to fail and it's okay to succeed and you kind of build that up. So we just invite those people in and just, you know, kind of figure out what do you want? What are your opportunities? And we'll hit those areas where you're uncomfortable with. Let's have that discussion. There are not many that walk away and go, never mind, I don't want to be here. So, 
I I fully understand where that guy was coming from because what you you said this individual uh, stated that he wanted to not like it and I think that's due to you know like we said earlier and like in the special education like section of the school system going up and then like all that you are pretty much exposed to like either messing up and then being expected to fail which again this is not good but this is the truth I'm just saying the truth um and, and that's how it is at least when I was growing up so and but like so that kind of brings about that mindset at least it did with me uh so like having this what you said having this individual come across say oh well actually I did like it and I was surprised that's great that's like that's a huge um turnaround that's the beginning of a huge turnaround into big success in the workplace so if you listen to this podcast you know that i previously worked in the food industry restaurants and in that industry it wasn't a quote-unquote safe place to fail or anything you would you would get you know cursed at you get like yelled at uh just you know, lots of horrible stuff but when you are, at least with me, when I find when you're in an area where you know that, okay, if I fail, I'm not going to get fired, I can learn and then improve, it makes so much more of a difference. And then you can grow and you can actually be a better, more valuable employee and just get better and better. So I understand everything with that that you were saying. For sure. And Todd, um, that being said, I think this is a great place to leave off. Um, yeah. It's so, so good to connect with you. Uh, thank you for for being on the show and thank you so much for your work uh, with the skills center and beyond we know we can tell that you're making a huge impact on so many lives uh, which is what this this program is all about so um, we appreciate you and please keep in touch thank you yeah, thank you appreciate it thank you guys that that was great that was absolutely great i i always love having folks on who are share the mission of wanting to engage with employment of the neurodiverse population and expand upon it that's mm -hmm. super 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 important because like you always say after the bus stops where do we go uh, so th this is a very it's a real thing i'd imagine some people don't want to think about it because it's scary especially like let's say you're a parent or a younger child it's a scary thought but it's one that eventually you will have to face so this is so important uh yeah for and, sure um, just so, just so everyone knows, I'm going to make sure that I put the the links and stuff to the skills center um, in the, the show notes yeah. and the, the caption for our show announcement on social. Um, so definitely check out what they do at the skills center, uh, whether you're in St. Louis or you're not, but especially if you're in St. Louis, uh, if you're an employer, if you're um, someone looking for employment, uh, definitely check them out. Um, and that being said, check us hey, out. Hold on, hold on. One thing. We always need to do the shameless plug. I, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. This hat over here, Sounds Like Autism, official hat. Sounds Like Autism, official shirt. All made at Spectrum Designs Foundation by people on the spectrum. So when you buy from us this, you actually are supporting um, jobs for neurodiverse population. So remember, soundsakeautism.com. That's where you get the best merch ever. That's a shameless plug. Okay, let's continue. Sounds like autism.com um, at sounds like autism on Instagram. Sounds like autism on Facebook, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, of course. Uh, and if you're listening, check us out on YouTube uh, to, to see, to see the action. Not that there's much going on here, but for more visual learners and visual people uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool that we have uh, a pretty decent video set up now. So 
um, check us out on YouTube as well. And yeah, yeah support our support our merch. You're going to support uh, employment training and, and supported employment opportunities for people at the Nicholas Center and Spectrum Design Foundation. And uh, again, if you want us to feature your business or your state, let us know. Um, and we'll see you next month. Thanks so much. Bye.